Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. You wouldn't hire a clown to fix a leak in the john, so why do you let these hooligans tear down the biz? Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff, and we are hooligans. We're tearing down the biz of radio, but you can't stop us. That's right. Right before the show, Jeff and I were talking about how sinful men we are and how we shouldn't be doing any ministry, Just, but by God's grace, we it's awesome to be a part <laughs> Yeah, like God's doing. Conveniently enough, we have picked that soundbite to play at the yeah. end of the show, so which we're, basically, we're yeah. definitely really <laughs> we are clowns and probably couldn't fix your toilet if you asked us to. <laughs> but um, we have a radio show and we're off and running. So um, we're continuing on in our Parables of Jesus series. Tonight, the treasure is you. We're going to be hitting up two smaller parables, condensing them into one. The parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. And that treasure, that pearl is us. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. It's another uh, parables that start off with the kingdom of heaven is like. Those kingdom parables, they're, they're called, where uh, you know God compares something that everyone understands to the kingdom of heaven. And uh, you know, we've had, we had two last two weeks and we're excited about um, this third episode in the parable series. And we've got a lot of, a lot of great music in store as well tonight. Um, like we always do here on the Altar Life, some a Sanctus Real double play, and um, Ace Troubleshooter double play, and some other great bands here. So um, you want to keep it locked right here, and um, you want to hang with us for the next two-ish hours. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about this topic and like what God may bring to it. So um, you want to keep it right here. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Matthew chapter 13, the kingdom parables. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field what does the field represent in all the parables we've been reading um the world the world and he even says it when he uh when he's talking about the um the parable that tears and he explains it. he's like the field is the world so which a man found a treasure and hid it and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't think you need us to explain what it means. It's pretty clear. We're valuable to God. He gave all that he had to get us. How humbling is that? And it's interesting because the man or the merchant is Jesus. And, you know, he found and hid this treasure in the field. And, um... And I love that when he says, for joy over it, he goes, you know, tonight you may be feeling discouraged. You may be feeling like I am worth nothing. You know, I don't bring anything to the table. And, um, you know, Jesus is looking at you as his treasure and he's looking and he's, he has joy over you and finding you. (laughs) Like, um, it's an amazing thought to think that Jesus is excited about us, but um, there's that joy over us and he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys buys that field because of the treasure like he yeah. buys it because of the treasure within the field that he hid yeah. like he's buy he's purchasing it and we you know tonight we're going to be talking about Jesus and that purchase what he's purchased um, and not only what he's purchased but what he had to what the cost was mm-hmm. you know um, because, you know, when you go to the store and you want to buy something, you just can't say, you know, with my charming good looks, I'd like to take this <laughs> off the shelf and take it home. No, there's a price tag. There's something of value that you need to exchange. Um, 
for that thing that you want from the store. And likewise, he's comparing the kingdom of heaven to that man who finds a treasure and buys it or the pearl and purchases it with a great price. Yeah, I just think it this just solidifies for God so loved the world. You know, he didn't just die for the people that were going to get saved, like some people believe and teach. He died for the entire world so that anyone could come and accept that gift. The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. With Brent and Jeff. Believing is seeing. That was We Could Be Brilliant by All Star United. Before that, you heard Can't Buy Me Love by House of Heroes. That's actually a Beatles cover. But I think the message in this song ties in with what we're talking about tonight. No, Jesus didn't just say, here, I'm going to just buy you. No, he gave himself the most precious possession that God had was his only begotten son. You know, and he allowed him to take the sins of the world. Because it's not about what money can get you. It's not about what possessions and, and, you know, this parable is, it's just that. It's a parable. It's a story that describes something even greater in simple terms. You know, what... What this guy did about buying the field, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like you find a piece of land, you're like, I like this, I want to buy it. Magnify that by like 50 million times, and that's what God did to us. He's like, see that ball of green and blue water and dirt? I love it, and I want my son to go and live there and live among the people and die for those people because they're wicked, but I love them. That's crazy to think about it, that we're his treasure, that we are the treasure that was in the field that he found so important. I don't think, you know, I didn't wake up this morning thinking, you know, I'm God's treasure. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's, I'm precious to him. You know, there's something precious about me that when God looks at me, he, you know, thinks about me in those, that context. I always wake up thinking, man, I'm disgusting. <laughs> like I need a shower. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! How we see ourselves in light of how God cares for us. He sees us as his treasure, so much so that he died for us. He bought us with his blood. Yeah. Boom. You know, there's so much in this culture wrapped around making people feel good. You know, it's like, you know, make sure to encourage your kids and don't tell them that they're wrong and don't tell them that they, you know, don't don't be too hard on them because then they'll have a bad self-image and then they'll grow up and they'll, you know not like themselves and, and all this stuff. It's like go babble, right? And, um, you know, we should encourage our kids and we should love our kids. They're our treasure in a way. Um, but, you know, this is the ultimate passage for your self-image here. It's like, you know, when you forget about and you get down on yourself and, you know, what the enemy would have you get down on yourself a lot and just think, you know, I, I am not, I, I'm not bringing anything to the table here. I am just... A waste of space and he wants you to get into that loop of thinking um, because ultimately you just start thinking and you get more consumed with yourself you just keep thinking about yourself over and over and over and over again and you keep thinking horrible things and it's just this downward spiral into you know discouragement <laughs> and then you're so ineffective and you're just bleh, you know and Christ is like look I, I, you're my treasure like I, I'm I picked you like I found you I purchased you um, and what in the world are you thinking about, kid? <laughs> get out of that! Get out of that thought mode, because that's just the enemy. Yeah, there's a difference between like seeing ourselves in proper perspective, and you know, in regards to God's holiness, and allowing that to impact our life in a in a humbling way. And then there's just like the self pity, like, 
oh, I could never do anything for God, so why even bother? You know, I'm so unworthy. And that the enemy, we were talking about this before the show, the enemy uses that just as much as he uses, like, deception and all that stuff of, you know, we talked about the parable where the enemy comes and snatches the word before it's even received. You know, he does that, but also he gets the people that understand the word of God and hear the word of God, and he just keeps them stagnant. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't, God, you know, God could do so much better than me. Well, yeah, yeah, he could. But he knew what he got when he bought it. It's not like he, he got home and unwrapped it and was like, what? <laughs> what is this? You ever see those toys that like, you buy at like the dollar store? And it's like tr- obviously translated from another language. And like the sentences don't make any sense. It's like great outdoor fun play for young <laughs> children. But like it doesn't translate well from the Japanese or whatever. Anyway, that's not what happened when God bought us. He knew what we were getting. He loves us and he has value in us. And no matter where you're at, you know, I think there's we have there's a lot of people that potentially listen to the show tonight and you know, we all are coming in to tonight with a, from a different perspective. You know, some of you might be just buzzing with the Lord and you're like feeling so blessed that God's a part of your life and you're just, you know, you're just cooking. But I'd be amiss to think that everyone's in that position. You know, there are some folks out there that are just struggling and maybe struggling with where you're at in your life and just thinking, you know, I don't know if it's worth it anymore <laughs> to live this life because I'm just worthless and there's nothing that I can bring and it's just a waste. I'm just wasting everybody's time. And this passage is for you. I mean, Jesus is specifically telling you tonight that you're his treasure and he's, he treasures you. He picked you, you know, he knows your name and he knows you and he purchased you and nothing was wasted. His blood was not wasted at all. The, the purchase, the price that he paid for you, he, you were worth every dime in his, in his mind and um, he paid top dollar. And for you to end that quick, you know, too soon would be cheapening that. Just know that you're loved. You know, uh, Brent and I are just talking, you know, there's there are people out there. We need to hear it, obviously, Brent and I. Yeah. Um, you know, we all could hear this. But there are people that really have never thought about this. The fact that we are worth God's love. Because we're like, oh, man, I'm just so, you know, I keep letting them down. You know, it comes back to like, isn't he all knowing, you know, isn't he the same yesterday, today and forever? God doesn't get let down by us. That's something that I struggle with all the time. Like, I honestly feel like you make a mistake and God's like, and you got to go back and be like, God, I'm really sorry. Can I make it up to you? And he's like, I don't know. You know, it's been like 12 times already. You know, we have this human mentality of what the relationship between God and man is like. It's just like our puny brains try to figure it out. God never has an ill thought towards us, ever. <laughs> and it's hard to imagine crazy, that. Yeah. He loves the people that scorn him. You know, God, you know, I don't know how else I could say it, but if we think of ourselves as unworthy, then it means that God was really stupid to send Jesus to die on the cross mm-hmm. because, you know, he overpaid. Basically, <laughs> like Brent would say, you know, he paid top dollar for us. Well, then he got, he, he got, got the chips. short end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. So we got to get that thought out of our head. Yeah. You know, that that isn't from him, and it's not true, and it's not biblically sound, I don't think. Yeah, and when you were saying, just reminded me, when you were saying that, you know, even when he was on the cross, and he looked at the people who were who nailed him there and were mocking him, you know, even at that point when he should have just blown people away with his <laughs> finger and just, you know, saved himself, which is what they were telling him to do, save yourself if you're the king, 
he was he stayed to the end and he basically told he asked the father he said father forgive them because they're ignorant to what they were doing they just they don't know what they're doing here like it's almost like he saw them and went i feel so bad for them of course he just got beat beyond human recognition hanging on a cross i feel bad for them that they don't understand what they're doing like he treasured those people at that moment which is the worst possible if anyone that takes all our excuses away because if anyone could have an excuse and could could um, would be worthy of you know not being worth the blood of the cross it would be those people yeah and um, but yet he said father forgive them I treasure them too yeah. that's just ugh, it's just crazy you know <laughs> I'm trying to put in words an emotion that I'm feeling right now and I can't because of the love and the price that God paid on the cross for us. Yeah, somehow Jesus took himself out of the <laughs> took himself out of the equation. It was like, yeah. man, they're rejecting this great gift. Meanwhile, he's hanging there. Like he's the gift. Like it there was sorrow. There. That 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 is unbelievable. I, I never think about it that way. Like he really took himself out of the scene. He's thinking about what he's doing as a gift and they're rejecting the gift. Yeah. Not they're rejecting him. On point with what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, we are the least of these, right? We are you know, not worthy of this price that Jesus paid. And, and I guess that's the point, right? Is we really aren't worthy of him and his love. But, you know, we focus so much on our not worthiness and we don't, and I think God would have us focus on Jesus and the price and the cost and the value that he put on us. And it's like, don't think about how bad you are. Think about how much we pay, I paid for you. Think about the treasure that you are to me because of what I've done for you and the love that I showed toward you. And if that doesn't get you excited about Jesus and about being a disciple and a, and a, and a child of God, then I know a great insane psalm that you could check into uh, because that is just that is just awesome stuff. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Because of the Blood, Our Heart's Hero, and it is our unbelievable segment. Jeff, and you actually brought this one up, so I'll let you introduce this unbelievable segment. Yeah, it's a it's a pet peeve, unbelievable, which I feel like most of the time they are. I would say the good majority are. They're not things that we're unbelievably happy about. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. But, uh, you know, the biggest problem I have in the world... No, not, not really. Wow. <laughs> Bold statement. Wow. No, shopping carts and... Their placement in the parking lot arena, they have things that they go in. I don't know what they're called. Shopping. The shark corral. Yeah, the corral. Seriously, that's what it's like. Yeah. Okay. And I can understand. You park really far away. You're like, I can't walk all the way back to that thing. That thing which is four spaces away from your car. And instead, you'd rather block yet another space by leaving your shopping cart there. Not only does the corral take up two, three parking spaces... <laughs> But then the lazy people won't just push it down. You could even just aim it and get oh, it close. I love doing that. It's like a challenge. It's like I'm like so far away and I line it up and I push the cart and then I hope it just goes in. It's unbel- It's unbelievable to me the lengths that people will go to to not do things right. Right. <laughs> like you're like, that's how I know there's evil in the world. When I look at parking lots and there's a shopping cart strewn about, I'm like, that's pure evil. It, it is. You can't. I think give me an argument against that. <laughs> Go ahead. People, I dare you. <laughs> people have actually 
picked up a shopping cart, lifted it onto the curb grassy area between the two yeah. so they don't have to walk four spaces down to put it in the corral. <laughs> the best story I have is a guy I work with. He said that he saw, he went shopping and he saw a guy. He had the shopping cart. Instead of just leaving it where it was, he just, with all his might, just pushed it randomly in the parking lot. And it slammed right into somebody's car. Like, as hard as possible. And the guy just got in his car and drove away. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, he just, like, whipped it around. And then he saw the guy come out and was like, Who did this? Like, <laughs> freaking out. Like, that is... That's what happens with shopping carts. Nice. They're like the silent killer, I think, of all car doors. Anyway, <laughs> let's pause for our station identification. You're listening to The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Have It All by Ace Troubleshooter. Before that, you heard anything by Ace Troubleshooter. We're kicking off hour two, Ace Troubleshooter double play. And yeah. what we're troubleshooting is the mentality where we're not worthy of God's love and the sacrifice that he made. Let's just get it over. Oh, yeah, we're not worthy. Okay. Get that out of your head because God said, you are worthy enough because I did it. It's done. The price has been paid. No cancellations, no refunds, no returns policies. And aren't we thankful for that? God doesn't go, eh, it's unopened. Can I put it back? <laughs> it's not like there's the there's the high-priced shelf and then there's the bargain bin and, like, somehow people are in these different strats. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, you're on the shelf at some really bo- some boutique in New York City versus, like, the bargain bin at Kmart, um, yeah, it's like Podunk, <laughs> wherever. You know, like, we're all really in the bargain bin. <laughs> really. But... Jesus says, I'm going to pay a gazillion dollars for that thing in the bargain bin. That's crazy to think about it. It's like spending $500 on Flintstones 2. Back to the, (laughs) what was it called? It's called, uh, you know, Back to the Rock or something like that. I forget what it's called. When you you pause there, I thought of a ketchup packet. $500 (laughs) for a packet of ketchup. (laughs) Now, that would be better than Flintstones 2. Anything with Stephen Baldwin in it. Uh, (laughs) It's trouble from the (laughs) get-go. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You know, going back to our passage tonight, you know, part of both of these parables, he says um, that he sells all that he has and buys that field. And he, with with the pearl one, he says... Um, when he found it, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. So in both places, he sold all that he had. You know, and if you think of what, what did Jesus have before he purchased us? You know, well, Jesus is God. I mean, he had heaven. He had, he has all dominion and power. Um, he had uh, a, a seat at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> you know, he... He has everything, and um, he was confined into an earthly tent of a body, and uh, confined to being a human, um, and having every temptation that we had uh, or we have. And um, you know, he had everything, and he gave up everything to be one of us, to live among us. And um, not only did he just live among us, but he got beat. And beyond human recognition, um, and he was killed in a horrible way. Um, 
so that was pretty much the lowest of the low that he did for us and and um to think about what he had what he had to sell what he had to give up <laughs> to purchase us um was pretty significant yeah i mean i'm just thinking of philippians 2 and says let this mind be in you that which was in christ jesus who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. That's yeah. what he gave up. Yep. God, <laughs> having all the glory of God uh, and making himself of no reputation. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, which is like the most humiliating way of dying in those days. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. By giving up all that he had, God has put everything on Jesus. He put all the sins of the world on him, and now he puts all the glory and all the exaltation and all those big words on Jesus because Jesus is the price that was paid. He's the debit card or the master card, except he didn't ring up the bill and then just leave it to be paid by somebody else. You know, I feel like a lot of times we forget that there was a price paid. It wasn't that Jesus just erased the debt. He paid for it with his blood. And, you know, when we think thinking about the price that Jesus paid for us on the cross, um, you know, you think about the other side, which, you know, you, you kind of think about the cheapening that in your life. You know, you, you kind of live in mediocrity. You live in sin. Um, you just kind of do whatever you want or even if you're in a place where you just don't feel like you're worth it and you're just thinking I'm just going to take my life or abuse my body because it's better than <laughs> when you start getting into those kinds of thinking it's like you know frankly but Jesus bought us you know he paid a price and that that decision is really not something that um, we have a right to make <laughs> you know we <laughs> Well, it's my body. I can do whatever I want with it. You know, it's my decision. I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah, you can, but Jesus paid for you and he treasures you. And really, you're being so prideful in that thought um, because it's really not your choice to make. Jesus already paid the price for you. It's his choice on how he wants to use you and what he wants to do with your bodies, frankly. And that's a hard thing to get in mind because we want to control ourselves. We want to be the one in control. Um, Because we somehow think we can do a better job of that than God. Um, But when you boil it down to it, you know, he paid for you. He treasures you. And our reaction to that should be, God, here's my body then. You know, do with it what you want. As opposed to, I want to do whatever I want. You know, that's what the enemy did. And everyone knows his end. And um, we're really getting excited i think this this show has been sweet so far we got a couple more minutes a couple more songs to play for you so hopefully you stick around with us till the end um we're matthew chapter 13 for those of you who have just joined us verses 44 through 46 and just kind of rehash those a little bit um see where we're where we are in context of what we've been talking about tonight the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. What I think about that is, it takes time, and it takes it takes a lot of. Um, it's not just like all of a sudden you just sell everything. Hey, who wants to buy everything that I have? You know what I mean? Like he sold all that he had so that he could buy the field. He didn't just have all this money. He wasn't like this rich guy who, uh, you know, oh, I'll just buy that too. You know, <laughs> he there was a there was a cost. We talked about that. But think about this. Like this t- this takes time. This takes 
priority, I guess. It was job one for him. I need to get rid of all this stuff so I have enough money to go buy that field. Mm. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times we don't think about that. We don't think about the cost. We're like, well, God is God. He could have just, you know, he just erased my sins. You know what I mean? Like there was a, <laughs> that's the thing that I always come back to. I feel like because we get like this, you know, we, we sing these songs and we talk about it and we're like, yeah, God, you know, you don't remember my sins. It's like they never happened and all that stuff. But like, if you ask Jesus, it's like, yeah, they happened. Believe me, I got the strength to prove it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we romanticize the death of Jesus in such a way that we take away its power and the effect that it should have on our life. And what kind of what Brent was talking about, first Corinthians, uh, you know, he bought us for a reason. It's not like he's just like, yeah, I just wanted to have like this bric-a-brac on my shelf like a trophy or souvenir you know there's a purpose for our lives and for those of us that take that lightly and either say that we're not worthy of that type of love or appreciation from god or go the other way and say you know forget god you know i want to do what i want i don't want to have accountability or any type of uh, lordship in my life you know we have to take what god's word says at face value and see god sees us as valuable he bought us for a reason and he saw the potential in us, even if we aren't exactly what we think we could be or what God has planned for us to be. But don't you want to find out? Don't you want to like take the trip and the journey to get to there? Why God thought I was so valuable to do all this? Like, yeah. Don't you want to get to that point then? Prove him right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like the challenge for me anyway. If you miss The Altar Life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episode. I encourage you to go to our website, www.thealtarlife.com. Check out what's on there. You can read about who we are and why we are on the air and what our goal or mission is. And um, here's some past episodes and some unbelievable segments and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So you can drop us a line, too. We always like to uh, we always enjoy hearing from all you who listen. So... You know, if you think about it and nothing else to do, drop us a line and let us know you're listening and how the show is blessing you. And I just this show in particular, Jeff is just blessing me, just rethinking about the price that Jesus paid for us. And um, you're so right. You know, he's not um, he wasn't just a rich guy coming in and just spending his like secret millionaire. You know, <laughs> spending few you know fifty thousand dollars to help somebody out because you know he's got tons of millions and it's really not that much of a sacrifice. Yeah. He came and basically had a million dollars, gave all his million dollars away, went in debt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you know to buy us. And man, you know what sacrifice? And like you said, it wasn't just a price. There was um, a cost and a sacrifice involved as well, um, which is so different when you know we can spend, you know, lend someone five bucks because we have an extra five bucks in our wallet versus the last five dollars we have giving that there's such a difference in the sacrifice and the cost it is to us and Jesus' cost to purchase us who he likens us to a a great a, a pearl of great price or a treasure in a field amazing things amazing words to describe us he did that all for us next time we have treasure by flyleaf that night I felt like I'd become something treasured different great song which we actually just discovered for this episode perfectly enough you know it's just it's totally the lord you know brent and i sit down pick the songs hopefully we're like okay god pick the songs that are going to flow nicely and speak to people edify them get the message across and and he never fails to deliver 
to the umpteenth degree. I mean, I just sit and listen to the show, listen back to it. I'm like, man, you know, we have we don't really think about the next song that's coming up, and then we'll talk about it, and bam, it just hits. And you know, I feel like this show specifically has really. I've just been blessed by it, and yeah. um, it's a true statement that we need to grasp: is that we are His treasure. We were so valuable in His eyes, and He saw the potential in us that He felt it necessary to take off His deity, you know, just shred it or shed it, you know, come down, get stinky and dirty, smash His fingers with hammers, and do all the human stuff, and die on a wooden cross for us. And you know, it's it's up to us to live worthy of that that we are that you know we are that valuable to him so let's live according to that value yeah um, it's true that we're not worth much (laughs) in and of ourselves um but i don't think god tonight wants us to meditate on how not worthy we are i think he would want us to meditate on the price that jesus paid and how you know whenever we're focusing on ourselves we're right where the enemy wants us to be um and it's hard sometimes to, to take our eyes off ourselves enough to look at Jesus and to look at what Jesus has done for us. Um, and when we're and it's hard because our circumstances remind us about how horrible maybe we are or how um, sinful we are or how much we're struggling because of what's around us. But I think Jesus tonight, the encouragement I'm getting at this too is just think about what I think of you, you know. I think of you as a precious jewel that I want to purchase and think about what I've paid for. And if I've paid, if he's paid that much for you tonight, why would he lose the treasure? Why would he just forget about it? Why would he just, why would he go back on that? You know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he would buy you again. He would do it for you again. So tonight, let that be an encouragement. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.